Wait a minute, are we lost? Nah, man, we're wander lost. <laughs> what? How many episodes is this now? Oh, dude, we're we're four hundredths of the way to our hundredth episode. I think this is episode number four, number quattro, ain't it? Nice. That's that's true. Four is quattro. Yeah. Anyways, Limatola back from the poo on the loo. I, not on the loo yeah. anymore, but he is no. back and he's ready to go. You know, is it is it bad that you know I'm usually like my bowel movements are like three, four times a day. Like, is that is that a bad thing? I, I don't know. I just people seem just always seem a little bit shocked by that. I mean, I, we're not even we're, we're less than a minute in, and we've really we're we've really gone straight into the into the poop conversation. But I don't know. I mean, I th- I think it's it's not a bad thing. I think that it means you're healthy. It probably, I mean, my you body is a, just so efficient at extracting nutrients from my food. It's like in and then out immediately. I mean, do you have a defecation chart though in your bathroom with a ranking mm. of the different different poo types, like on the the uh, the Bristol? London, I know you're referring to the Bristol stool chart. Sorry, the Bristol stool chart. I mean, they don't have one next to the bus stops in London, but they they do have the be aware of your poo advertisements on the side of the, the London bus stops. That is true. Um, they, they, I feel like I've been personally asked by a few of the billboards about my poo, but anyways, I'm a once once a day man, to be honest. (sighs) That's just really weird. Anyways. (laughs) Um, well, folks, as you might've guessed, you're back to poop and talk where we're back defecating with the boy. (laughs) Hey, um, you know that it's my turn to introduce the podcast. So you oh, can just sorry. Yeah, yeah. Shut the sorry. fuck up. Sorry, Master. Sh- no, no, uh, uh, sh- sh- <laughs> oh, sorry, Master. Shut the fuck up. Please, please. Shut the, shut the fuck up. Please. Shut, shut up. If you're shut not, up. Okay. <laughs> what is up, guys? Welcome shut up. <laughs> if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. Hey, what's up, everyone? Up, it's your boys. It's Lee and Mitchell. Mitchell. Oh my God! Shut the fuck up. All right, I'll, no, 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 I'm just jokes <laughs> over. You're good. You're all good. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Maybe well, you just obviously, took this a it's shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> if you took it a little bit more seriously, I wouldn't have to interrupt you all the time. <laughs> hey, what's up, YouTube? It's your boy uh, Lee here with the other boy uh, Mitch, who is in a bit of a mood tonight. Um, <laughs> we are back up, here. Everybody? With our fourth episode of Wanderlost, uh, a little podcast hosted by yours truly and Mitchell over there um, about, you know, the realities of travel, living abroad, the good stuff, the the not so good stuff, the crazy stories and uh, just, you know, true tales from from some of our adventures. You're goddamn right, Lee. I mean, we might we might be young. But we certainly have quite a few stories to share. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, we're we're here. We're we're bringing you some some stories tonight. Mitchell's got a little little tale from South America, um, as my previous stories have been in, in Europe. His have a thematic link to South America, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna give you the story. And at the end, I guess what I have I have a, a little moral that I'm. Or a lesson that I'm trying to guess and impart to our listeners. You you could certainly say so, my friend. You you could definitely say after this tale that uh, there's definitely some some lessons to be learned, some lessons to be had, for sure. Mitchell, uh, 
please uh, give me some background info on this story. So I paint me, uh, paint me a picture in the mind with your words. Um, yeah, so diving right into it, my friend. Um, the story I'm going to be telling you takes place back in 2017 when a I was living. Ago. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago, honestly. Um, takes place down in Ecuador, actually, in That's, South America. It's funny that you say Ecuador because I don't know if this is just like a funny coincidence. Did you know that Ecuador is actually on the equator? What? <laughs> Yes, no, I did know that actually. And it's funny you say that because when I was living down in Ecuador, I was pretty much for the majority of my time, I was based in Quito, which is like one of the biggest, one of the biggest cities down there in the country. It's a is small... it not the capital? Is it not the capital of Ecuador? You're right. It is the capital as well. The capital of this wonderful nation of Ecuador, but also one of the larger cities. Um, and like, a, I'd say like an hour or so outside of the, uh, of the city. There's actually this little place called El Mitad del Mundo, which is like you know the middle of the middle of the earth, and you pretty much go there and you can stand on either side of the equator. And they also have all sorts of groovy little little tricks up their sleeve when you go as a tourist. Like they have uh, this. So it's a tourist trap. It's a tourist trap. I mean, it is a tourist trap, but. I mean, there's a lot of pretty cool things that they have to offer there. I mean, they have this one thing where they dump the water down a drain and then the water doesn't drain in the way that you'd think it would. I mean, it's pretty cool. Wait, okay. Like, so you're talking about the Coriolis effect. So like the the idea that the water like it cycles in a different thing, like in the North and the Southern hemispheres. Yes, I think. I've also read that that's absolute bullshit. That's not an actual thing. All right, Mr. Fact Checker. I didn't realize you were back for numero numero quattro on this episode. I will will fact check everything you say, Mitchell. I appreciate it. What? So can you tell me a little bit more? So just for anyone that doesn't know, what what is the Coriolis effect? um, The Coriolis effect here. I'm I'm going to. The Coriolis effect, my bad. Okay. So the Coriolis effect is pretty much the idea that was it no this doesn't make any sense maybe i got this all wrong it's okay the coriolis force is an inertial or fictitious force that acts on objects that are in motion within a frame of reference that rotates with respect to inertial frame reference frame with clockwise rotation so pretty much objects deflected to the right okay so objects wind light uh water i guess are deflected to the right in the northern hemisphere and to the left in the southern hemisphere ah yes but you know most people think of it as like which way does the water like go in a circle when you flush the toilet and that's bullshit like that's not an actual thing i mean honestly the only thing i knew before before i went to go visit was the cannoli effect which if you have a handful of cannolis you're going to pack on a couple extra pounds um (laughs) and based on how many cannolis you have (laughs) that will definitely make your life spiral in a certain direction so wow that was fucking good i i like that i'm gonna use that unfortunately many many members of the matola family have certainly been affected by the cannoli effect (laughs) throughout the ages anyways okay keto keto yes anyways yeah so we're pretty much jumping right in so this story takes place while i was in keto so for part of my time when I was in Ecuador, I was living with a host family in Quito in the city. Um, and that was for a couple of months. And then for the last part of my time, I was in another city called Cuenca, which I'm sure we'll go into in another story as we uh, as we progress down the road. As we always say, every episode on this on this pod, there's always a time for another story. 96 more on the way. Just 96 more, dude. We're going to be popping out content. 
But um, yeah, so while I was in Quito, I was living with this host family. Really, really sweet, sweet group. I had a, a host sister who was an only child as well. And actually, this is kind of weird. She also had the same exact birthday as me. Wait, was her name also Mitchell Cohen? Uh, no, her, her name was uh, Michelle. A it thermodynamic was... miracle. Yes. No, her name was Maria. She was my host sister. And then I had my host mom and uh, my host dad. And so while I was there, pretty much, I was down there studying abroad with um, with uh, a load of, of other Americans from the States. So the classic study abroad. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go have a good time in another country. Oh, uh, yes, Not- the cultural exchange. Yes. It definitely always takes over whatever learning you're meant to do that for that semester, year, et cetera. Precisely, my friend. And I mean, I would Indeed. like to think that, you know, I'd like to think that w- there were many studies to be had. And I definitely learned my, my fair share. I mean, I was down there for Spanish. So I definitely took away uh, Spanish speaking as, as one of the prominent takeaways from that experience nice. yeah so on the weekends what we would do is everyone through our program we were given this like small little nokia brick phone mm-hmm. so everyone would hit each other up um and we'd, we'd meet up in uh in different parts of quito on the weekends whether that be with our our host siblings or or not and one of the main places that everyone used to hang out at was plaza foch so it's like this plaza foch plaza foch and it was like this for those of you who don't speak spanish that translates to plaza foch plaza foch do you want to pronounce it for me as well you can no no no. you know you're doing just fine okay thank you thank you just because you know you came out of the gates you know real real aggressive tonight and you know (laughs) i just i'm just feeding off your energy you 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 brought the shit so i'm not i'm not gonna let it fly bully i just i i came on here tonight all i want to do is share my story and you're going straight in and i just are we good? I no, no, we're not. But you can continue anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we're heading to Plaza Foch, and uh, yeah, Plaza Foch is like this, you know, sick little uh, little pocket of of Quito where everyone would go on the on the weekends. Everyone's out here on honestly during the week weekdays as well. But everyone's out there at night, um, and there's loads of different bars uh clubs restaurants you name it this is kind of like the high the more high-end side of town there's uh one of our favorite places that we would go to is called the attic and it's kind of just like your typical club i guess they would have this thing called the fishbowl and so i don't even know what they Mm. were putting it but it was just you know as you imagine a giant fishbowl and then they would just throw a bunch of straws in it, and then they give. Was it, it blue? It. Like water? Was it, were they really going for the whole effect? It was. Yes, it was. It was. It was blue. Nice. Yeah, so, that was my favorite flavor of alcohol. Just blue. What is what is the flavor? Sugar. Sugar. Maybe a, a hint of fruit if they dare to kind of toss a little bit in. I mean, I'm not the really. Thing, sure. The thing about like bl- like blue colored drinks is they never have like a fla- like an actual flavor tied to it. You know, like yellow Gatorade is lemon lime, but blue ga- <laughs> Gatorade is is just cool blue. I know. So, also, or glacier freeze, like that's not a flavor. Don't 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 give us that glacier freeze. Like what it is just a it's tap water. It's cloudy tap water essentially with some sugar in it. With some sugar. To be honest, though, my favorite, uh, my favorite Gatorade flavor is probably the lemon one or lemon another lime. Has grown on me. Yeah, it's always been a fave. And then whenever people get the other flavors, like the uh, the blue one, 
or the red one? Or no, I'm thinking of Powerade, actually. Are you a Gatorade or a Powerade man? I'm a Gatorade man. Why are you a Gatorade man? From uh, from the ages of, like, three to seven, that's probably the only thing I drank. Like, we're talking, like, orange Gatorade all up in my sippy cup. Like, that. All up in my I didn't. I didn't drink water. I didn't drink milk, really. It was all Gatorade. That's a little sugar for a young man. It was, but you better fucking believe I had my electrolytes <laughs> sorted. They were you had them sorted. My electrolytes were on lock. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah. So um Plaza Foch, six spot. The attic, the fishbowl. The fishbowl, you got it, man. Um, and then one of my faves, one of my faves recommendation for anyone that's gonna be visiting Plaza Foch was this one small home wall spot i don't even know what the name of it was they sold pizza cones have you had oh. a pizza have you had a pizza cone before no but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell me if i'm wrong i'm gonna make an assumption of what a pizza cone is yes it's, please it, it's it's a slice of pizza but you eat it out of like a like the orange traffic cone like you have an orange traffic cone <laughs> and the pizza comes out of the bottom and you you kind of you kind of like like it's a large um, yeah, you just kind of like eat the pizza like that in the traffic cone. So there's actually no pizza involved. It's a it's a traffic cone. They put a little bit of tomato sauce in there <laughs> oh, and yo. gasoline, and you just go to oh. fucking town on it. Gross. Actually, I take that back. That sounds disgusting. No, um, it's on. I'm honestly, I'm surprised. I've only, I've literally since then have only seen this in in Ecuador. But the pizza cone is literally. It's like the dough, it's literally all the ingredients of a piece of pizza, but it's rolled up kind of like in a cone shape and then stuck mm. in like a cardboard holder for it. So it's pretty much the pizza rolled up like a cone, put in a cardboard holder, but then on top, just like you would have a scoop of ice cream, it's all the pizza ingredients. So it's a ball of cheese with the pepperoni, the the sauce. Wow. It, it is, yeah. So I'm probably over overcomplicating this. Think regular ice cream cone, but the dough is the cone, and then it's just a ball of cheese with pepperoni sauce. Insert whatever topping you want. Yeah, I'm surprised that no one has ever come up with this, or it's such a terrible idea that it's genius. I just, it, to me, it just seems like pizza was a convenient enough <laughs> form of food, anyways. Well, I'm not sure how much more utility you get from putting it in a cone shape. I mean, if you think about it, it's a, it's literally a scolding hot ball of cheese, pepperoni and sauce on a dough cone. What, what else do you need? I would, I'm going to have to try one of these myself to pass my final verdict, but I, I color me intrigued. Yes. So this is one of my favorite spots and I would always end up going there um, after, after a long night. Like I knew that I was in a very, I would, I knew I was in the danger zone when I was ending up at danger zone. Danger zone. I knew I was in the danger zone when I was visiting our our favorite pizza cone hole in the wall shop at the end of the night. And right next to the pizza cone shop, Lee, was a place called Dad's Garage, which was another. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And was it no? So wait, wait. Just was it called Dad's Garage, as in like in English, or was it like? No, it was. It was called Dad's Garage in English, and then it was like oh, wow. Dad's Garage, and then it was inside the Harley Davidson logo, and it looked like it looked like a maintenance, an American maintenance garage. Nice. Yeah, as you can tell, just like a wide variety of different places that you can 
discover here in Plaza Foch, a melting pot of different flavors, different restaurants, people. I mean, it's a very, it's hustle and bustle, but it's also very small and it's right in this little plaza. Yeah. So we had a good time that night. I think we, we ultimately, as I mentioned, we were at the attic for the, the bulk of that night. At the end, what we do, normally what you do um, when you're down there is you call, you call, I think it's one, 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 it's three ones. So you call one, 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 and it kind of connects you to this taxi um, collection service. So mm-hmm. pretty much in Ecuador, they don't really have Ubers, but all of the taxi services, there's like rival taxi collection services. So all you got to do is you just call one, 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 and they put you in contact with someone and they'll send someone to you. That's the safest cool. thing to do. Alternatively, what you can do is you can also pick someone up off the street. So you pretty much walk into the street, all these taxi drivers, you know, line up outside the clubs and the restaurants and stuff. And, uh, you know, they try and pick people up. And so what you do is you pretty much go up to someone that, you know, you seems safe enough. Um, and then you just start haggling with them. Um, and you've been to, you've been to Mexico before, so you, you've, you're probably familiar with the same process or do they, do they do that in Berlin when you were living there? Or is no, that- no, 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 no. Berlin is like Uber everywhere. That's, um, but no, in Mexico, in Mexico, we definitely had that, but, uh, I, as the gringo never had to do any of the bargaining. Um, uh, yes. I left that, I left that to our, uh, Mexican and uh, South American, uh, compatriots. Yes. Andrea, Andrea and Maho, they certainly, they are, are definitely the best travel buddies to, to be traveling with, aren't they? Because when they Fantastic. want something, they get it and they Indeed. get the best prices as well in those haggling situations. Indeed. And I, I just kind of stand there on the side, uh, twiddling my thumbs, looking cool. Just give them a thumbs up and go, Oh, good job. Thanks. I'm the pr- I'm the pretty face. I'm the VIP. Let me, when you guys are ready, just let me hop in. But yeah, so that's kind of the process that you go through when we were down there. Uh, there's also like a lot of telltale signs. Like it's almost kind of you know you really gotta think about when you pick up a taxi because when when you go you can rent taxis and so people what they'll do down there is they'll rent taxis and then they'll pick people up and then they'll rob you or you know you name oh. it like oh, stuff like that. Oh boy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit no. on the swivel, situational awareness. Exactly, situational awareness. It's very key when you're down there. I haven't even finished the story and you're already getting a little dose of some helpful travel tips when you're down there. Oh my there. God, it's, it's, that makes sense. This is, wow, it could be applicable anywhere that you travel. You know what? The more you know. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, guys. Um, anyways, see you That's later. it, guys. Thanks for coming tonight for this episode of Wanderlust. We got it. We, we got the... What, what was that? That was my attempt at making the, uh, the TED Talk-themed sound song at the end of the episode. Oh, well. Good thing that's not really the end of the episode because that was <laughs> terrible. Uh, all right, I'm gonna just call it here, guys. Um, unless you can, right. unless you can give me a little bit more energy, Lee, to keep going. I just, I really want you to keep going, Mitchell. Yay! I love you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need more positive uh, compliments from you if you want me to keep going. Mitchell, you have so many freckles. No, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need some more. Uh, I'm gonna need a little bit more than that. A little bit more mustard. Mitchell, you have extremely straight teeth. Do you actually need me to be here, or do you want to do this by yourself? You can play us both.
Dude, you just gave me so many nice compliments. You don't have to be rude. <sighs> it's always one step forward, ten steps back with you off the balcony. <laughs> Um, but yes, so a lot of telltale signs when you are uh, looking for, for a taxi. And some, some of the early ones that we were taught um, when we first got down there, just for a, little bit more, for a little bit more context to this, is when you get in a taxi, for example, well, you always, you always look first before you get in the taxi. But once you're in the taxi, some other telltale signs that you can pick up on are kind of like what the dashboard looks like. So if mm. there's absolutely nothing on the dashboard, it's a bit, it's a bit sus. But if there's like a couple of crosses or there's a lot of like tchotchkes on the dashboard, you can tell. I love, that, a, I love a good tchotchke. I love a good tchotchke myself, my man. But um, you can tell that this is like, you know, someone's car. Like if there's a lot of like decorations and stuff in the car, sometimes they'll put loads of uh, like fuzz, like fuzz on the seats or like different LED lights in the back. So you can tell it's just like these little things. But so personal touch, a personal touch. Exactly. What we had done is a couple of my friends picked up a taxi one night. The guy was super friendly. And at the end of the night, he goes, you know what? Here's my number. Not in like a weird way or anything, but he just goes, here's my number. If you ever need a, a taxi, no matter where you are in Quito, hit me up. I'll, I'll come pick you up. And he was a super kind, genuine guy. Worked for got a taxi. The got the, you have the local hit- yeah. hookup. But we got the local hookup. We were kind of becoming locals. So um, what you got to do only would call this guy up. But the problem is, is this night he was busy. So we had to find another one. So, mm. you know, end of the night, there's about six of us. We ultimately find a, a taxi. Now, how drunk are you at this point? Because I imagine that situational awareness is difficult to maintain after a few of those fishbowls. Oh, yes. No, a couple of fishbowls were had. I, I definitely felt like a goldfish by the end of the night. Mm. If uh, if that puts into perspective for you, I mean, we were uh, we were definitely we were most certainly in the danger zone. Well, you know, would you say you were? Would you were you like uh, twisted? Were you uh, like Skoku or you know what? How what level would you put yourself on? Oh, maybe a binky. A what? A binky. What's a binky? No, you know, like like you know, there's Skoku, but then there's also binky. Oh yes, I was probably a combo. I was half a binky with a full full skoku. That makes sense. Yes, that, yes. that scans. No, I was uh, I was very very twisted, my friend. Um, but it's I, it's funny enough because at the time when I was still learning Spanish, my Spanish got progressively better the more drunk I got, and so whenever I was in the taxi, it's a, well, that's a confidence thing. It, it's, it's like it's the liquid yeah. confidence, isn't it? It always it always helps with the flows of whatever language you're trying to speak. Yeah, you just like are suddenly able to recall like some words that might evade you and you you speak more authoritatively. So it just it just comes off better. Yes, exactly. I mean, I was an app. I was an absolute poet. I was a Shakespeare of South America. I was a well, you're not even that when you speak in English, considering your 10 vocabulary words. So this must have been something to witness. Well, I'm not a I'm not a Shakespeare. I'm more of like a I'm more of a Hamlet of Spanish when mm-hmm. I, uh, when I'm, when I'm in these situations. So I'm chatting up the taxi driver nonstop. Like I'm having a great time, but pretty much when you get in the taxi, you pretty much before you even get in, you have to ha- haggle with the, per- the, the person that's going to give you a ride. Hey, we have this many people, uh, you know, we're going to this, this part of Quito, this part of Quito and this other, other location. How much would that be? So roughly for six people, normally it would only cost us because everything's so cheap. It would normally cost us maybe 10 us dollars 
by the end of the night. So if you think about that, like each person, it's like a little over $1.50, something like that. And so what we would do is everyone piles in, you get going. And then as you drop off each person at each location, someone chucks you some money, you keep going until you get to the last location. And then the, the person at the last destination pays the taxi driver. You're good to go. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd think that that would make sense. However, unfortunately, on this evening, when, you know, we're Sudoku'd, as you said. Um, I said Skoku'd. Oh, Skoku'd, Sudoku'd, you know. This clearly was not going to be a normal ride. Um, it, it certainly felt like a normal ride. The guy was super friendly, chatting us up. Where have you been? You know, great time. In, in, in Spanish, of course. But, um, you know, one by one, people start to get dropped off. And we finally get to the end of the line where... And it's you. Yeah, I guess you get to get, get dropped off last. It's me. And, you know, also to be fair, I volunteered for this because I was with a couple of my, my female companions. And so they, you know, naturally I get it. You know, I, I've said, you know what, I'll, I'll just, I'll be the last person to get dropped off. I don't mind. Very, very chivalrous of you. Indeed. And when we got to the end... I'm counting up the cash to give to the, the fine man. And lucky us, one of our friends did not give us money before they got out of the car. So oh, I'm no. short cash. On top of that, I have no more cash. And on top of that, when we got back to my place, the taxi driver, because we were so drunk and obnoxious, even though he was super friendly, he kind of like, as soon as we got back, like a, a flip has just switched with him and he turns around a flip has switched or a switch has flipped a flipped a flip of a, a yeah oh how the turntables <laughs> oh how the turntables my god do, are you really that obtuse do you not understand what i'm referencing no what what are you referencing the office oh come on euclidean wait the british one i've never no. is there an american version yes Ah, yes. I have seen that one with, uh, who's in there? Um, oh, Andy, Andy Sandberg, Andy Milanakis, Andy Sandberg, Adrian Brody, Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield, Jason Bateman, Mm -hmm. Jessica Andrews, Jessica Andrews. Jason Bateman plays, uh, Michael, doesn't he? Yeah. And then there's, um, Jason Momoa as well. He forgot. Yes, Jason. Yes. Oh, and then don't forget Bradley Cooper is Jim. Yep, and Idris Elba. Oh, Idris Elba. <laughs> Who does Idris Elba play? He plays uh, Stanley, obviously. <laughs> in this in this alternate universe, this outstanding cat, not the original cast of The Office, isn't outstanding, but what an exceptional variety of of anyone with the name Andrew or Jason make or, Idris, or Idris or Idris. Anyways, so a switch had flipped uh, when I was in the taxi with this guy. Goes from being kind to just super super blunt, uh, and he goes, "Where's my money?" And uh, I was like, "Look, man, I'm I'm really sorry. Like, I'm I don't have enough cash. You're right at my place. Let me just hop out. I'll run inside. I'll grab some more money. I'll bring it back." we're good as new. You get to go home. You don't want any more hassle. But this mm-hmm. guy goes, no, 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 no. You don't have my money. You're not getting out. I need my I mean, money. I sympathize with it. Like, of course you could just, you know, I know that you're a kind hearted person than would end up paying him. 
but what what's the in his mind he's just thinking this kid's gonna go inside and shut the door and that's gonna be it no of course and i i completely and i i I got it you know what i mean like i'm trying to reason with i'm like look i i know that you don't want me to get out of this car but i don't really i don't know what else you want from me you either take the risk i go and i give you the cash that i have right now i go inside maybe i just don't come back and at least you have some money but you know i was trying to reason with the guy i actually was gonna go in and get the money for him because then i know i think I know about you. it the guy knows where you live as well he's parked outside your house so i mean it's not I, like you I, I know you're a trustworthy person but you do kind of have like a devious devious uh face you look like you're gonna you're gonna be devious like this that's the one i'm talking about exactly can you describe it to everyone what does it look like I don't know. No one, no one should. No, come on, go for it. No, nope. come on, go for it. <laughs> come on, give me a compliment. You Say have, something kind. You have very red lips. All right, that's not cool, man. That's a condition. <laughs> like I said, you know, I just I wanted to come on here and share my story with you, and you've just going, you've you've been going straight in on me. First, it's the pronunciation of Sudoku. Then you comment on how red my lips are, which you know is a condition. It's a rash. Thank you very much. <laughs> imagine if you had a, a, an eternal rash. What do you mouth. mean? What do you mean imagine if I actually had a rash? I have a fucking rash on my lips. <laughs> uh, that would be really uncomfortable. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. And it hurts to smile all the time. Don't you dare make fun of my rash lips. It's called... <laughs> It's called perial derm- dermatitis. Uh-huh. Um, you, I'll, I can tell no, you. No, I want you. To, I want you. To, I want you to finish your fucking perial story. Perial dermatitis is an inflammation, infl- inflammatory rash involving the skin around the mouth, and the rash may spread up to the nose or even the eyes. Oh God! In that case, it's referred to as periofficial dermatitis. It usually appears as a scaly or red bump. Okay, that's not what I have. That's not what I have. Everyone, if you just rewinded a few, uh, a few seconds, you'll hear him say that he does, in fact, have that. That's not, I don't have that. Nope. It's over. <laughs> Joke's done. I don't have that. We're good. No, we're just little, little Josh, little Josh around. We're in, no, no, no dermatitis lips. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyways, okay. Yes, you are you are um you have been held hostage by this taxi driver now because you yes. can't pay him. You you know what? There's no point in dancing uh, dancing around the bush on this one or beating around the bush as the, as they also say. Um yes, I mean, you could this guy is essentially holding me hostage. So at this point I'm like, "Well, what do you want, my friend? What what can I possibly do for you?" And he goes, "We're going to an ATM." I was like, "Okay. Sure." And at this point, I mean, that really freaked me out because, you know, now we're in one of those situations where, okay, you're not going to let me out, but now you're telling me to go to an ATM. That could only mean one thing. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty worried at this point. And I'm just thinking, to, like, the whole ride to the ATM, I'm just thinking, Mitch, wow, you had such a great night. And you and the night has just completely unfurled here. You know, we were in the danger zone, but we're now in uh, one uh, one step. Now forward. we're in, in, in the super danger zone. We're in the super danger zone. Every time anyone tells you anything about traveling or anyone gives you recommendation tips and they go, oh, don't do this, don't do that. Yeah, this is like yeah, this is the, this. the nuclear death switch of don't do this. So, you know, and you always think of other like, oh, wow, crazy story. 
yeah, that, that won't happen to me. But yeah, no, this, this, so I was right in the thick of it. So um, yeah, anyways, we get to the ATM. I think it was like, you know, double what we were supposed to pay. So it was like $20 instead of 10. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it, like that's really not that much. And especially yeah. when we were down in Ecuador, um, you know, everything is a lot less expensive, but I guess for the sake of this story, like, and when you're down there for so long, $20 is still a lot of money, but Absolutely. in retrospect, not as much. So I, I go over to the ATM and the whole time as I'm, I'm standing at this ATM, I like keep turning around and looking at him and he's just sitting in his car, just kind of like giving me a stare, but also rolling his eyes and just like sitting there and just like super annoyed, like, come on, like, I just want to go home. So I take the money out, get back in the taxi. And I also, for a moment when I was taking money out of the ATM, I thought, should I just run? You know, should I just dip? I mean, the old, the old taxi and dash, the old taxi and dash, uh, but at the, the same tax, time, taxi and take off the taxi and take off. It's kind of like the opposite of cash cab because I have to pay the driver and there's, there's no, no questions being asked. No, there's no, no, questions. no general trivia, no general trivia. And this point, just ask me what the capital of Delaware is. That's all I That's all I'm asking. I actually don't know what the capital of Delaware is. This is a reference to the hit Discovery Channel show from the from the early 2010s, Cash Cab, by the way. Yeah, if, with, if, if uh, any of our listeners are too young to remember that. Who's the guy from Cash Cab? It's uh, we are we are off on another tangent. We we are no, I need to know two ben steps Bailey. forward, one ben, step back. It's stand-up comedian Ben Bailey. That's who it he's is. He's actually he's actually from Morristown. Is he actually? Yeah. Ben Bailey's from Morristown. Wow, I did not know this either, but the game show Cash Cab is an Emmy award-winning TV show. Put some respect on that name. Yeah. Also, um, I hate to kind of fact check you, Lee, but um, oh, no. actually was born and raised in Chatham Borough, New, New Jersey. No! <laughs> he was born the younger of two siblings and attended Old Dominion University in North Folk, Virginia. Okay, well, fact checker got fact checked. Yeah, so check that. Um, so I give the guy the money. The guy luckily takes me home. You know, I'm hoping that my American charm will also shine bright like a diamond and just shine right through. Um, and this guy's not having it. He skirts off. You can hear the tires, like, you know, hit the pavement, like, skirt, skirt. And then he drives off. And at this point, I take a deep sigh. I feel a weight off my shoulders. I'm like, oh, thank God I'm home. I open the gate to the place. I walk up the side of the driveway into into uh, to get in through the front door. And I go to turn the handle and it's locked. You know what? That really just feels like an appropriate way to, for the story to, to really end on a and on a high note. Yeah, I mean, pretty much the aftermath of this situation is I fell asleep on the steps because uh, the door was locked. I texted my host mom. She didn't pick up. So I, mean, I yeah, you're texting her at four in the morning. Of course, you're not gonna pick up. She's probably yeah. asleep. So I pretty much fell asleep on the steps of this uh, of this place. And the dog that stayed outside then curled up next to me as well. I wake up in the morning to the front door opening. And my host dad comes out, who's a bus driver. And he's just looking down at me and does like a little little deep chuckle and just goes, oh, Michito, que paso? Which is, oh, Mitch, what what happened, buddy? Like, what are you doing out here? But he knows. He, he sees right through it. He knows I got locked out. You know, they weren't mad or anything, but 
my host mom was super, super distraught about it. But my host dad, you know, he, he thought it was hilarious and got a kick out of it. A very, very stressful situation, my friend. And, it really uh, is one of those things that you are told never to get into the situation. But even with your travel experience, you fall and you make these same silly mistakes that any amateur traveler might make. It, this is absolutely truly. And, you know, you know, you keep your guard up for so long, but eventually you're going to drop your guard for, for a moment. It's going to happen always for anyone listening true. out there. That's how we kind of fall into these situations, don't we? I mean, you were always going to come across them, but yeah, no, it was definitely an experience. I'm definitely lucky that I had the guy that I, that brought us back in the sense of he just wanted the money. Um, yes. That, I mean, it could, the, the, the great thing is it could have been so much worse, but at least, you know, the worst, the, be- the, the worst part of the whole story is that you had to pay an extra $10. Yes, exactly. Oh, I will, I would have paid an extra $10 in any situation uh, if I could get out of it the way that I did. Also uh, for anyone listening out there, for all of you, don't be the person that doesn't pay. That's, that's never, uh, that's never that's pretty, that's pretty scummy. Yeah, it's a pretty scummy. It's the short term. It's it may be it might be the short term solution, but you might leave one of your friends stuck in a car. So don't don't be that person. First of all, Mitchell, thank you for that wonderful story. Yes, I, I of do, course. I do have a guess as to what the the lesson yes. here is. Please do share what you think the lessons are. And I'm gonna do it in in a musical way that that is referencing a particular song some of our friends might know it some Ooh. some some of you might not and it's gonna go a little like this shaking things up i see yes please go do pay you the fairy man do pay your fairy man and don't let him take you to the atm yes you completely got it my friend you 100 percent pay the fucking toll Pay the toll, pay the fee, so you can get home in one piece. NP. Right. You like that little jingle? I do like that. Well, anyways, my friend, that is my story. That is. Thank you very much for sharing, Mitchell. I had not heard that one before, and I uh, I can't say that I've ever made the that taxi mistake, but I know others who have. So you're not alone. It's a common it's a common mistake. Hopefully, our listeners will learn learn from you and and have some uh some more conscientious uh taxi mates um all right well listeners thank you very much for tuning in tonight definitely want to put it out there if you have any travel stories um and you want to send them in we are happy to receive some at our new email wanderlostpodcast gmail.com that's wander w-a-n-d-e-r lost w l o s t podcast with two t's at gmail.com send uh get your crazy stories get your content out there into the wander lost uh community please um, guys we're dying to hear your stories and if you don't want to be on the pod to share your story you can always write in share it with us and we can read it we can read it on the pod and we can we can go through it that way as well all right well <laughs> Remember, everyone, to smash, smash, smash those like and subscribe buttons. Give us a follow. And uh, remember to uh, stay lost out there, folks. Ooh, that's a catchy one. I like that. Yes. I I've, been, I've been workshopping that all week. Stay yeah. lost. Stay lost, everyone. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode.